Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, folks. Welcome to the latest and greatest edition of the A-List Podcast. I am your host, Ashrod Blakely, joined, as always, by the hostess with the mostest, Kwani A. Lunas. How you doing, Kwani? I'm doing well. How are you? Happy New Year. Same to <laughs> you, Kwani. I, I know over the holidays you were, you were kind of in the kitchen whipping things up a little bit, made a little soup action. I was busy, yes. I made some Haitian soup jumu, and it was actually really good. I had one person test it, and they approved. I didn't have anyone else to test it. Oh, so your sample size consists of one person. Nice. Yes, That's exactly. Nice. Keep it small and tight. I see what you do. But my I grandparents did approve. I like Facebook. What do you? I Facebook messengered them, and they liked it. They approved of the photos and the videos. So I think that counts too. They're the well, real OG. Family, the family <laughs> liked your soup, and our audience will certainly like our guest this week, who is Vincent A. Goodwill, a senior NBA writer with Yahoo Sports. Vincent, how are you doing, my friend? Did you say A? My middle name is not your first name. I said L. 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 You're just thinking A because you're on an A-list podcast. You got that A in your mind. I get it, Vince. I get it. I get it. This is big. Vinny wants to have an A. Nah, I'm good. I'm good with what I got. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Kwani, if you if you cook something for an audience of one, there's no guarantee that that thing was not edible. First of all, I'm socially distancing and staying in my house and being respectful to other people in this world. So and I can't palace. go out and, yes, in my palace. <laughs> and so in their palace. You're not poisoning, you're not poisoning people yes. is what he's saying. No, I'm not, I'm not. But I have no one else to give it to. So I really just have to trust my own instinct. <laughs> well, Kwani trusts her instincts in the kitchen. I'll leave that where it is. I think the Celtics, though, are trusting their instincts as far as Jalen Brown is concerned. And and Vincent, I want to open it up with, with you just talking a little bit about Jalen Brown, what you've seen out of him, he's I think he scored more points than anyone in the NBA up to this point. What do you think has, has allowed him to be such an impactful player for the green team this year? You know what? Color me, I won't say surprise, but because I was pretty high on him coming out, even when he was at Cal, I thought he was going to be a really good player. I didn't think he was going to be like this, Sherrod, where this is a guy that can not only create his own shot, but he can get defenses off of him. He draws double teams. He's improving as a passer. I think he sees the floor a lot better than you would expect. I think there's a general conversation now that you have to have. I think before the pecking order was always going to be, you know, Jason Tatum one, Jalen Brown two. But I think now you got to have the discussion on who the best player on the Celtics is. And even if Jalen Brown, even if Jason Tatum is going to be the number one option because 
he gets his own shot easier and it looks smoother and it looks better and everything else. Jalen Brown is making you change the math on how good you can be in this stacked Eastern Conference. Now, now, Vinny, as someone who has occasionally played the point guard position and recognized when someone has got to shoot their shot, I'm passing this off to Kwani because she gave you the ridiculous eye roll that I, I, I absolutely have to step back, let her take the floor, because I think she got something to say about what you just said. I have so much to say, and it's not about your take on Jalen Brown. You're absolutely oh, don't back correct. off, Kwani. Now, go no, get no, no, no. Him. I'm going to Let me get there. So, Vinny. my point is, I am so upset and over this which one's better jason tatum or jalen brown i feel like that entire debate is pointless i i just don't understand it i think that the fact that the celtics have both of those players the team should be obviously ecstatic to have them fans are ecstatic as well so i don't understand why we have to have this conversation in this narrative of oh is jalen better than jason i think we could just live with both and i don't really want to hear any more of it well you know what kwani you're going to hear more of it oh because I'm coming right back at you. And here's really? why. The, the reason why we have to have that conversation, that debate, is because this is different than most pairings where you have the senior person who's part of the tandem and the junior who's coming on the rise. They're both on the come up at the same time. Absolutely. It is absolutely inescapable to not compare them to each other, particularly when you look at the way that they've kind of transcended in that Celtics organization. Remember, Jalen Brown, he was a nice role player early on and then Tatum comes in he's a starter Tatum is out the blocks smoking him now as time has moved on we start seeing well maybe Jalen Brown is ahead of him now maybe and then you go out and you see Tatum drop 40 maybe he's not ahead of of Tatum it's a beautiful thing the fact that you can actually have these two young bucks go at each other as teammates but it not feel as though they're trying to outdo one another. In fact, to your point, Kwani, I think there's more debate among us outside of that locker room than there is yeah. within the locker room. Absolutely. But that doesn't make the debate any less valuable, girlfriend. And I have to make it clear, I like the competition of the debates. Like the fact that I think if the players listen to anything that we say, they probably use it to drive them. But at the same time, I don't think it, it feels like we're pitting them against each other. And that's the part that I don't really care for. I love the competition. I'm, I'm going to disagree with both of y'all. Dang. Oh, Lord. And here's, okay. why. Here, here's why. Here's why. Tell us. I think in a locker room, uh-huh. there has to be an established pecking order. Sharad, you've covered a lot of different teams that had a lot of different power structures. And I don't mean that in the way of like, one player holding power over another, or one player holding power over a locker room. But when it gets down to the last five minutes of the game or the last three minutes of the game, we need to know who's going to get the ball, who's the guy. Because if you still got it, well, my turn, your turn, or, you know, sort of this passive-aggressive thing because both guys are really young and still trying to fill themselves out and still trying to establish themselves as NBA players within this very competitive ecosystem, I don't think there's a way – that you can't establish that. You look at every team in the Eastern Conference, every team that's that's worth a damn, whether it's Philly, whether it's Miami, whether it's Milwaukee, there's a – like Jimmy Butler is the guy in Miami. Like Bam Adebayo might be the future and everything else, and he's a great player, but everybody knows that Jimmy's the guy. Joel Embiid in Philly, the guy. Giannis, the guy. Maybe the guy times three. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a negative thing, but it's a thing where, all right, it's the last three minutes. Who's Brad going to draw this play up for? Is Brad going to say, okay, Jason, 
you're the guy I need to, you to get a bucket like we saw Jason Tatum do against Detroit over the weekend? Or is it, you know what, Jalen Brown, you got the matchup. You're the guy. You're going to get the ball so that that way everybody knows, even if Brad isn't drawing up the play, but everybody knows on the floor, all right, this is the number one guy. This is who I got to feed the ball to. So with that being said, who do you two think is the number one guy at this very moment? Go ahead, Vince. Since we have to pick. Come in, Vince. Don't be yeah. scared. I want to hear it. Oh no! Oh no! I don't, don't don't do the scare business. I don't, I, don't, I, don't do, I don't do scare business around here. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that later too, by the way. But I think I put it like this: I saw Jason Tatum hit a game winner, be the had the play drawn up for him, get the mm-hmm. switch on Blake Griffin, yeah. hit the game winner, and, and then block. and and then block and strip Blake Griffin from hitting it. I think that Jalen Brown may be a better all around player as far as mm-hmm. you know. Going not necessarily going to the boys because Jason Tatum damn near had a triple double, mm-hmm. but I think from uh, I put it like this I think Jalen Brown can be an upgraded Andre Iguodala, right? A guy that can do a million different things, and we see he can get you 26 27 points not on a given night, but every night. But as far as who gets the easiest type of bucket late, I think that's still Jason Tatum, at least for right now. Okay, first I'm going to trash the Iguodala comparison. <laughs> I thought that's what I thought. I said I thought. I thought right. that was his, that that was his ceiling. And Steal, that's the ceiling. I thought that was the player he was going to turn. I think Iguodala was. I think Iguodala's a Hall of Famer. Oh, Vince, he's going to go. Where the, the hell, hall hell did that come from? Andre Iguodala's going to go into the Hall of Fame. No, I'm not no. saying it. I, I'm not. That's not. That's not a trash. Andre Iguodala was a 20 point scorer. He was a he was well, a for Philly and they sucked. They they made the playoffs. And how far did they get? They got to the second. They played Boston in the second round, didn't they? They lost in seven to the Celtics, right? Second round is that is that's that's the, the measuring stick for Hall of Famer Vince. Listen, okay, and I love you, Vince. You know you my dog for life. No, I, that's not what made so him a Hall wrong. of Famer. The yeah. thing probably made him a Hall of Famer. Vince, you do a discredit to the Hall of Fame and, and those who've selected. Have you seen the dude play in the Hall of Fame? Have you seen he, the dude play in the Hall of Fame? Andre Iguodala will be going to the Hall of Fame the same way you and I will be going to the Hall of Fame to Dang. celebrate those who are getting it. He'll be there <laughs> in the stands doing his best ML car impersonation, waving his back, cheering oh on his God. guys when KD goes in, when Steph goes in, when Clay goes in, when your boy Draymond goes in because he will go in. Three rings, three rings, and the finals MVP. Well, if you're going to put him in, you might as well put Dan Robert Horry in too. No, he Robert Horry was never finals MVP. Robert Horry was never finals MVP. And that was and that was legit MVP that he got. Iguodala wasn't the best player that year. No, no, no. Iguodala, people didn't want to vote Steph for MVP because exactly, that, that, that exactly. Game. Listen, okay, now, let's let's just let's wow. get back. Let's get back. How did we get here? Because this is what happens when when Vince was flattering y'all y'all I'm was flattering me. Vince but you did bring Jalen Brown's ceiling with the, Andre Iguodala. He is the creator of chaos, and I and I, I love that about him. But it drives me nuts. Listen, the Iguodala comparison. I lost you. Well, I said I jumped on on board with you when you said that Jalen is basically a better scorer. Uh, he can get you. Yeah. He can he can score at a higher, more consistent level, and he's able to do that and still defend at an elite level and still be a major factor in his team's play. I think a better comparison is he's 
a watered down version of Scottie Pippen. I don't think Jalen right now is at a Hall of Fame level, but the skills that he has are very Pippen-like in terms of scoring, in terms of facilitating, in terms of playing multiple positions. Now, does that mean that Tatum is Jordan? Hell no. Hell no. We're not going to go there. But I do think that the How dare you disrespect Jalen Brown's name by mentioning him and Scottie Pippen in the same sentence? Wait, wow. I'm, I'm comparing him to a Hall of Famer, and you compare and now, him to and now a wannabe visiting the Hall of Famer? Scotty, Michael Jordan is so great, he went into the Hall of Fame as two players, himself and Scottie Pippen. That's how great wow. Michael Jordan was. Wow. The Scottie wow, wow, Pippen wow. Wow. Quani, keep the train moving because is, is obviously uh he's delusional, but keep I'm a Detroiter. You are You're, yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of Detroit, I'm gonna go way off topic, but what's up with Blake Griffin? What's your what's your idea? What do you what are you thinking about him right now? <laughs> I don't gotta think y'all see it. Uh, yeah, but I want to hear your perspective. <laughs> he's struggling. Like there's no better, there's no you know better oh, way. Well to put, put, by the way. He the yeah. man is struggling. Right. Like you can he looks healthy. Right. It doesn't look like there's anything structurally wrong with his body. But the years and the wear and tear, you know, he's tried to modify his game. He's turned into more of a you know three point shooter. But either he doesn't trust his body or there's nothing there. And I think, you know, when you haven't played basketball in well over a year, like it's benefited some guys. You see a lot of fresher ball players. But for some of the guys a little bit older, it's going to take them a little bit of time to get their timing or to be able to understand the limitations of their body. He ain't jumping over a Kia no more. You know what I mean? Like that, that it's a it's a tough thing for him. And I wonder if he hasn't accepted his limitations because I think he could really help a contender, you know, as either a player off the bench or a fourth option or something like that, where the defenses aren't keying on him. But I don't think you can depend on him to be the guy on any team, even a young team. I think it's a little bit too much to ask him to carry the load at this stage of his career. And there's no shade to him. Yeah. I think his body has betrayed him. Too many surgeries, too many injuries. And I, I think that's what we're seeing. Listen, most of the arenas that he's going to play in are going to be empty, but there's going to be a soul in that building every time Blake shows up. And his name is called Father Time. He is in the building when Blake is in the building. Forget about jumping over Kia's. This brother probably can't even jump over a Tonka truck at this point. Uh, there is no bounce to Blake's game anymore. And I feel bad about that because I love the fact that you had, he basically, he was Zion Williamson before Zion Williamson came on the scene. He was that kind of player, had this freakish athleticism, not to the extent that Zion has, but definitely was not your prototypical forward in terms of his athleticism, ability to play above the rim. Blake, to me, the, the moment that just crystallized just how bad it was was when Tatum hit that game when he shot. I yeah. mean, he got that switch. He was on the ground. And you saw, I mean, Blake. Quickly. You know, at that point, I just, wanted to, to give him a hug. I just they, wanted to give him a hug and bring him over to the side, get him some, 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 some tea, a little blanket, you know, some, 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 some you know, LL Bean footies or something and just get nice and comfortable because, <laughs> bruh. But he had the hustle to get back to the other end and attempt to win the game for them, which was admirable, but just it didn't wow. work out. Wow. Why don't you just give him some orange slices and send him the shady pines? Good. Right, I'm not really, I, I promise I'm not being petty. But I just but no, but you're right. I mean, Brad Stevens drew up the play like, oh, Blake Griffin's on the floor. Right. Let's set a, let's set a pick and let's get a switch so we can get our best offensive player on a guy who can't move laterally now. You know what I mean? I mean, say you're looking I at like, why? on the floor right i love how brad you know I mean? stevens 
Yeah, I love how after the game, though, when Brad was asked about that, he was like, no, we, we just wanted to get Tatum going downhill. We weren't really looking for any particular matchup. I'm thinking like, whoa, dude, seriously? Sure. Right. Seriously? <laughs> Calling me Bobo the Fool. Is that what you're trying to do? Right. <laughs> Come on. Come on. What else you got, Kwani? So you have your game of buy, sell, or rent. Do you want to play that? Yeah, I want to play that with Vince. I want to play it with the Sixers, though. Okay. The Sixers Are the Sixers? Have- Go ahead, Corny. You got it. Are they the best team in the East? Buy, are you buying that? Are you selling that? Are you renting it? I'm I'm selling that. Like you look, man. <laughs> if your second best player, if your second best, your second best player, arguably your most talented player, can't shoot, won't shoot, refuses to shoot. I don't see how far you can go, no matter what your team structures. Now, the crazy thing is, I think Ben Simmons can be your best player. Mm. If the team is structured around his talents and he's the center, he's the son and all these other different things. Cool. But I think if he's your second best player, which means he's got to be he's got to sort of retrofit his talent around Joel Embiid, which makes shooting all the more premium. I don't know if he can necessarily be that. I will say that they're playing extremely well right now. They're playing a whole lot better than I thought they would. You know, with with son-in-law Seth Curry and and Doc Rivers giving them the stimulus package. I'm cool with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with that, but I I I need to see more. I can't. I, I've seen the seventy. I've seen this movie way too many times before, man. It's like Home Alone three. We we know how to man. What but, about you, Sharon? But Vince, here's the difference, though, and you alluded to it. You got pops and brother law in the building, and and brother law is. I mean, let's be real. He's awarded down of the best shooter in the planet. You have better shooting now on your roster. And with Doc Rivers, forget about the X's and O's. I mean, he's going to get criticized and hated on that forever in a day. But the one thing Doc Rivers does as good, if not better than any other coach in the NBA, is motivate men. He is one of the absolute best motivators out there. And when you look at that Sixers team the last couple of years, clearly they needed someone to inspire them in a way that just wasn't happening. Doc Rivers has done that. That being said, I'm going to rent this team as the best team in the East right now only because I love what I'm seeing from Doc. I love the additions that they've made, but I don't trust Embiid and I don't trust Ben Simmons to seal the deal to be the best team in the East because, again, I think that there is a fundamental flaw in both of those guys that neither of them has ever been able to fully get over. With, with To me, with Embiid, he falls too easily in love with the three ball. You are a dominant low post ass in the block player who doesn't want to put his ass in the block and dominate as much as he should. I have a problem with that. Ben Simmons made a three this year, which to me is significant progress. Orange slices. Give it to him. Exactly. You exactly. get an orange slice. And you but, get an orange slice. <laughs> exactly. But I need him to take that shot. I don't care if he makes it. I need him to take that shot more than once every quarter. In my quarter, I'm not talking about like first, second, and third quarter. I'm talking about like January, February, March, <laughs> April, May, June. I need him to take it more than once every three months. And oh if God. he does that, I think this team can be the best team in the East. But as long as those two guys are going to have those clear and undeniable flaws of the game, no. I will rent them for the best team now, but I'm damn sure not buying. So you mentioned the Currys. Those other Curry brothers, Steph, he dropped mm-hmm. 62. The Warriors won four of their last five games. and you know, he took that personally. Stefan was showing out already. But the Warriors specifically, do you think they're a problem in the West? Are you buying, selling, or renting that? 
as a problem, meaning like, are you saying a threat to the Lakers problem? Let's say everyone else but the Lakers. Oh, I think if you've got the best shooter on the I, – I'll buy that. I actually will. I will buy that. Um, I think if you've got the best shooter on the planet, and with that, that makes him, let's say, a top five player, right, in my opinion. That means you got James Wiseman, who I think is fantastic. And you got Draymond Green, who sort of unlocks all these different things as this ultimate, you know, Swiss Army knife. I think I pick Golden State to be between a five and a six seed in the West. Now, that doesn't mean I think they'll get to the Western Conference Finals or anything like that. But if Steph has a hot series, do you want to see Golden State? You know, let's assume that, you know, we can be back in arenas and fans can be back in arenas and everything else by the, you know, by the summer. Do you want to see Golden State and Stephen Curry in a seven-game series where he can get hot and steal some games? I, I don't want to see him. I'm telling you now, they get to the playoffs as a lower seed, they're getting to the next round. I don't care who. I don't care whether it's a six, seven, eight. I don't care. They are getting to the next round of play because they have a guy that when the lights are bright, Steph shows out. And you better believe he's going to have a major chip on his shoulder now he doesn't got a splash brother with him. People don't think they're that good. People think that their window to compete at an elite level has closed. And Steph's like, y'all do realize that we finally got a big man that's going to open things up for me and my fellas. You do know that, right? You do know that I, like the, the Sixers, I have a coach who actually knows how to motivate men and uh, in, in Steve Kerr. You do realize that you're not going to have home court advantage when we roll into the building. It's going to be about our talent versus your talent. And last time I checked, nobody has a shooter like me, says Steph Curry. No one has a young big running up and down the floor that young and that has that type of, I think, ceiling to his game the way Wiseman has. Because Anthony Davis is a better player. We get that. But the ceiling for Anthony Davis's growth at this point is pretty small because he's already near the top of the mountaintop in terms of talent. So I am absolutely buying this Golden State team, not only a threat to everyone but the Lakers, but a threat to the Lakers as well. Yes, I'm going there. I'm going. You are buying all you in. took a mortgage right? out on that one. <laughs> I'm going all in on that one. He's going all in on Beige Rage. Yeah. That, that's Nina, Nina just Rage, Beige Rage, all of that. You are buying all into that like look, we, we are all different shades of, of beautiful chocolate here we can make fun of light-skinned folks that's that is beige rage. i think only we can though of course wow <laughs> no it's only us it's only i us. hate vince i hate he, you. where do you get this stuff from like can we just have him on every time so no, <laughs> no that'd be too much chaos <laughs> so, so the scheduling this season definitely looks a little different we've noticed that a lot of the teams have these mini playoff series like for example the celtics were in detroit for two games back to back what do you guys think about that formatting of the schedule? Do you like it or dislike it? I like it for for now. You know, I, I like it. I think I wonder if it'll be harder to uh, sustain given that these are like dual purpose arenas, you know, like the Celtics, the Bruins play there and, mm -hmm. and or the Pistons there. It feels like they're playing in a hockey arena that just yeah. has a basketball floor in it. So I don't know if you can actually sustain this moving forward, but I like there being like we talk about there's no real rivalries anymore, right? Seeing the same team two times in three days and they having to stay in your city and, you know, same old food, same hotel, you know, the kind of monotonous thing that happens when you're in the same place for a few days builds a little bit of contempt. And having to see the same dude a couple times in 48 hours, that builds some contempt. So not 
not that talk about fighting, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I like this. I do like it. I don't know if it's sustainable, but I do like it. Well, I think what we're going to see ultimately at the end of the day is that you're not going to see nearly as many sweeps in head-to-head series as we've seen in yeah. the past because yeah. it's hard to beat a team back-to-back, let alone beat them back-to-back nights in their building. Uh, and, and again, to your point, Vin, I think the animosity level certainly ratchets up a little bit when a dude just busts you for 35, you know, last night, because the next night you coming for blood, you trying to get right. payback, especially in those games where you lose, you know, on a buzzer beater or you lose on a defensive breakdown at the very end, you're going to be sharper coming out. That's why when, you know, Detroit, uh, beat Boston that, that first game to me, it was a no brainer that Boston was going to win that second yeah. game. It, there was absolutely zero doubt in my mind, even though they got off to a, a not so great start. I knew, and they had guys out with injuries. There was no doubt in my mind they're going to win that game because the, to me, talent, pride, opportunity, all those things start to kind of wrap together when you are in the same environment over a, a close knit period of time. It just, it just gets nasty. Uh, and it becomes very, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it becomes very difficult to figure out where you need to put your chips in terms of who to, who to go with in that game. But I can tell you right now, I can tell you where you can definitely put your chips and your money. BetOnline.ag. Are we ready for some football, folks? College football heads into the game we have been waiting for. The national championship between Alabama and the Ohio State University. The NFL regular season is over, and we have some exciting playoff matchups. And I personally, I'm looking forward to that that Indianapolis-Buffalo matchup on Saturday, and I'm looking at that repeat between Pittsburgh and Cleveland that they had last week that they're going to meet again in the playoffs. Remember, there is only one place that got you covered and one place you need to trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome bonus. Now, Kwani. Yes. What you got? Because you got something. I know you do. I have one more game. We're going to do your game, pick and roll. Ooh, I love me some pick and roll. This this one's spicy. Who is your league MVP right now? And we have some choices, but you can feel free to go outside the box. So we have Jalen Brown, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, Giannis, or Kevin Durant. Mm. Who's going first? <laughs> now, now, if you're asking me, I will say the best player in basketball is Kevin Durant. Oh, damn it, Vince. He took your answer. I think yeah. the best player in basketball. I thought Kevin Durant's been the best player in basketball for like the past four years. We just didn't want to say it because we we don't like the career choices that he made and everything else. But I think from a purely basketball standpoint, I think it's been fairly obvious that he surpassed LeBron James that – you know, from an individual standpoint, once he embraced playing defense, he gets a bucket easier than anybody probably in the league's, you know, history, certainly since uh, Michael Jordan, and, and probably gets a bucket easier than the late great Kobe Bryant. And to me, that's kind of what we base basketball on. And although he's playing with, oh, I wish I could say this out loud, but I'm not, I'm going to be very kind towards Kyrie Irving, even though he's playing with Kyrie Irving right now, and that that could derail them. I think Kevin Durant, a healthy Kevin Durant, is the best player in basketball. And they should be like five and two, but they have Kyrie Irving on their team. Well, damn it, Vince. I hate when we agree. Well, you could um, just state your case. I, 
I'm, you I'm, just know that I'm right. That's okay. You can admit that I'm here's right. A, here's the thing about Kevin Durant, and and this this might sound blasphemous to some people, but the point that you make about how easy he gets his shot, I would argue he gets his shot easier than Michael and Kobe, because at his size, mm-hmm. you are at his mercy defensively. If you are smaller, he's going to raise up over you. If you are bigger, he's going to blow past you. And if you are a tweener that he supposedly is, you have no shot. He's going to score whatever way he feels comfortable scoring. He's that good. When Kevin Durant doesn't drop 35 on you, it's because Kevin Durant had an off night because Kevin Durant had an off night. There's very little that you have been able to do defensively to shut him down. Kawhi Leonard defends him better than anyone, and Kawhi gets them buckets, okay? Paul George, good defender on him. He gets those buckets. You start going down the pecking order of elite wing defenders, and Kevin Durant is just like, yep, I've served him some. Yep, you get some. Yep, you get some. Jason Tatum having a great year. Jalen Brown, both off the great starts. They can't stop him. They can't limit him. And, and to me, the only hope that teams had was that he would return at less than Kevin Durant acceptability. And to me, if he came back at like, I don't know, 55% of what he was before, he'd still be an all-star. He looks right now closer to 85%, 90% of the Kevin Durant that we saw. When you look at the way he gets to his spots and the way he's able to defend, to me, that's the part of his game that I have been most surprised at thus far, that he's at the level that we saw before or pretty damn close to it. If he could just keep his ass out of that damn COVID-19 protocol, he would be a runaway winner for this award. Easily. I'm, I'm, I'm just blown. And to... Vince's point, um, Kyrie's going to be interesting all season long. Uh, there was a moment in their game against Washington, and I don't think most people caught this, but if you watched the game, you would have saw this. Washington tied the game up at 80, and they were on a little bit of a run. Uh, Hachimura was just was getting buckets. He had, like, Joe Harris on a couple switches, eating him up. And at one point, Kyrie looks over at the bench, looks at the ref, calls a timeout, and Steve Nash <laughs> this looked like, oh, yeah, let's get a timeout. Sure. You cannot have that happen. That is anybody can be the coach. John Wall can be the <laughs> coach. And you know what? Coach. I'm in charge. <laughs> I thought those were just words. Oh. Obviously, I was wrong. Because when he called that timeout, I was like, damn. Okay, Kyrie. I get your point. And apparently, so does Steve Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie's in charge. Just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> you are i swear no no Kyrie slander no all right we're gonna take it easy on Kyrie. Sure, yeah. you got a story you got a story to tell i always got stories to tell vincent goodwill jr uh <laughs> and people are saying well, how, well how, junior how, how here's the thing i never knew vincent goodwill was a junior until he was at an establishment years ago and lost his id and oh. the DJ said, you know, come to the front, Vincent Goodwill Jr. And my first thought was, why the hell he got to say Jr.? I mean, you think there's a no- so low key. You don't know nothing about him. You think he's in here with his daddy? I mean, I, you can see on the picture that he's young. That's you, know, a good you didn't even have to say the whole thing. You could have just and, said Mr. Goodwill, if anything. Like, And that just, that just got me to thinking that, oh, man, funny. Vincent Goodwill Jr., 
Now you don't club with your daddy, do you? Your daddy wasn't in there. <laughs> no, no, no. My pops. Your, your, your nah. pops is cool people, man. No, he, pops, he about the club life. Club, man. He wasn't. <laughs> it it was odd because we were. It was it was at Kenny Smith's party at All Star mm, Weekend, weekend. Yep. yeah, in, in Houston, and Buster Rhymes was performing, and everybody's just jamming like everybody is going. It's like 2013, so this is like Buster Buster, right? Yeah. So then it's something like the party stops. Cause we got a lost ID here. Oh my gosh, Vincent! I'm like, tuh, tuh. someone's name Vincent here. Some idiot uh, lost idiot. his ID. Right, Some idiot with the name Vincent lost his ID. You got us you know, making us all look bad. All right, Goodwill. I'm like, damn it, this is me. And then he says, Junior. Junior. <laughs> and I'm like, really, dude? And they really had to stop the party. They couldn't wait till the end to make sure before you left, you got nope. it. So then, so then this makes matters worse, Kwani. Gosh. One of my best friends is there with me. Another one of my best friends in the business, Bomani Jones, they're there. They're literally standing behind me. So <laughs> as they say Vincent Goodwill Jr., I'm trying to slide up to the stage very quietly. You know, it's a crowd of people and all oh, that no. Bomani is six foot four. Yep. So Bo literally stands up. Well, he's already standing up. <laughs> over my head he's right here oh my gosh i'm not surprised that is so funny yeah yeah it's it's funny if it ain't your Dang. name uh, yeah that was I'm sorry that was, yeah, so sorry. whenever whenever i see vincent goodwill <laughs> jr, jr. I, I i i reminisce about that moment but you know what here's the thing about vincent i i will say this um he I'm talking about you as if you're not even in front of me. Right. Um, the, thing I, the thing I love about Vince, and I hate this about Vince at the same time, is social media. Mm. And how, Vince, I love the fact that you slay people, but at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking, not, I don't do that no more. I've, I've cut back. He's been delivered. Oh, so you're you, you, you saving yourself from, from slaying people now? I only I only bring out the knives when absolutely necessary. If someone just lays themselves out and, and needs to be filleted, I'll I'll do it. But nine times out of ten, I'm trying to mature. Okay. I'm a different age bracket now. You know, I've I've crossed like a kind of a, a mini milestone of birthdays. It's not a round number, but it's a number that's like, ooh, damn, you old. Right. You're kind of like quasi OG style, right? Yeah, I, I, I suppose so. Like I'm, I feel like I'm closer to Sherrod's age than Kwani's age. Ooh, yikes! Yikes! That's bad. yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but I feel like that's the case. So I have to comport myself a little bit differently on social media. But if you try me, I'll clothesline you. Well, that's good to know. So that's now, called now growth. It's growth. It is. It is. And, and, and I, I, I don't. I don't feel so bad about adding you to the A-list, VIP list going forward, because now you, yeah. you so I can put you in a grown folks section now. Uh, I couldn't do that before. Dang, because you bro. were, because you, yeah, I, I couldn't. I'm in the people? Because of his age or his maturity? Uh, age. Oh, dang. So I, I can't yeah. even make it in the club. I'm just sitting outside. Yeah, you Quanny, we got a special section of the building for you, Quanny. Special <laughs> section. Way over there. I mean, over there, over there, over there. Keep the walking. Keep I walking. get on this you podcast. Gonna get there, Kwani. You're going to get to that section. You just keep walking. You're going to call Kwani. Kwani's the love doctor. We need Kwani on the other side of the... On I the am. Other. Exactly. Y'all want me. I'm the I'm the love doctor. Put me in the, the 
a list section, whatever we that is. We're gonna have, we, we might have a section on, on, on for you, love doctor, next week where you can drop your uh, love, pearls of wisdom and knowledge and, and do what you <laughs> I'll do. I'll give my own column. Oh my goodness, I'll give a love advice. I'm ready. Oh, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Vince, you heard that right? <laughs> I, got I got a witness. She ready. She slightly she ready. I'm joking. I'm not gonna do well, that. We, well, we about ready to wrap this up because this has been really good, Vince. I man, I, I appreciate it. Vincent Goodwill Jr. of Yahoo Sports. Where can they find Vinny you on Twitter? Where can they uh, find you on Twitter, Vinny? Yes. Where can you find me on Twitter? I am at Vince Goodwill. Like I have to be Vince now and professional and all of that. Uh, stuff, sorry, so. I won't call you Vinny anymore. You can still call me Vinny. If oh, okay, someone good. calls me Vince, then as I'm long a- as it's with the IE. Yes, as long as it's with the IE. I got you. If it's with a Y, like some people ask, sign with their Y in the email. I won't say who. Ooh, wow. That's fired. Okay. Look, I thought you grow. You're, you're maturing, all right? Just just let it be. Let it ride. No, I'm letting it be. I'm letting it be. Vincent Goodwill. I'm going to leave it right there. Yahoo Sports. Always a pleasure, my friend. And anytime you got the time, we'll have you on, my man. Good hey, to talk to you. As always. Thank you. Well, well, well. Vincent Goodwill Jr. Awesome as always. Uh, you know who else is awesome? BetOnline.ag. Another shout out to our sponsor. I love you people, man. You they had me on my actually, toes. I didn't know where you were going with that one. They are <laughs> actually putting some 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 ducats in Shiraz's pocket. I mean, I've had some really good picks, and uh, I'm glad to have a platform where I can make a little side cash. <laughs> uh, so that that's awesome. And and also, folks, uh, remember to subscribe, like, and leave Kwani and I the gift. That keeps on giving, and that is called a five-star review. Exactly. I just looked on today. We have a good amount of reviews, but I could use a little more for the new year. Exactly. We're on Spotify. Make, we're on iTunes. We're still on YouTube, too. So check us out everywhere. part of your 2021 resolutions to yes. leave a five-star review for the A-List podcast. Uh, I know, Kwani, a couple of things you, you definitely had on your mind as we kind of jump here into 2021. What you got, girl? Well, I want to give a shout out to the women in sports, but specifically, I want to give a shout out to Bianca Smith. She is the first black woman to coach in professional baseball. The Red Sox just hired her. Yes, she'll be based out in Fort Myers, but shout out to her. Shout out to all the other women working in the industry. I mean, Becky Hammond just coached officially her first game a few, what was a week ago? So we're really taking over slowly but surely. (laughs) Becky, Becky's time is going to come. I mean, to me, she's the one female coach out there that you feel it's a matter of when not if she's going to get that opportunity to be a head coach uh and and, and again it, just looking back on her career as a player looking at, at what she does on the sideline having a chance to see her when in summer league I, I about a year or two ago uh she's ready i mean yeah. it's just a matter of just someone just saying okay we're ready because mm-hmm. she's already ready and so. pop said it's not about the fact that they're breaking these barriers it, for like for becky it's not just because she's a woman, it's because she's good at her job. And I think that's a common theme throughout all of these leagues. It's just finding the women that are able to do these jobs and do them well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's a nice little way to go out Hello. on our first episode of 2021. 2021. There we go. <laughs> big year, big things for all of us. Absolutely. Uh, a. Sherrod Blakely here with Kwani A. Lunas. This is the A-List podcast. We are... Out. See ya.